Hello, and welcome back to Change Starts Here Research Conversations. I'm Kim Yars, and I am here with my friends Eve Miller and Jennifer Chevalier. And we are here today to talk about emotion regulation, okay, and the way in which it can help to develop executive function and hopefully impact academics. All right, how about we kick off our emotion regulation discussion with a corny joke? Why not, right? Oh, I love that. Why was the math book crying? It had lots of problems. Uh, <laughs> okay, but more seriously, the oh ability... Gosh, <laughs> but more seriously, the ability or inability to regulate our emotions can have a profound impact on our success in navigating the ups and downs of life. And emotion regulation is really just being aware of our emotions and having the ability to direct both positive and negative emotions in a productive way. I think too, it includes like moderating our strong emotions so that we can have rational responses in any situation. Exactly, exactly. And Jennifer, before we get into why this is such an important topic, um, I think that peeling back some of the layers to help us understand the complexity of emotions um, can be really eye-opening. So will you play a game with me? Oh, yeah, you know we will. I'm You're down in. for it. All right. Okay, cool. All right. I am going to assign each of you an emotion and then share a very simple situation. Um, and I'd like you to interpret it through that emotion. All right, so Jennifer, your emotion is going to be happy and Eve, yours is scared. Fair, right? that's fair, right. yep, that's fair. So the situation, you see a man laughing, or maybe it's Jennifer. Um, Jennifer, how do you interpret this situation through the emotion happy? So I feel happy and I see a man laughing. Um, I think laughter is really contagious and smiles are too. So I'd be one of those corny people that would probably like chime in in the laughter and not knowing what had happened, but like feeling good about it. And like I had a connection. Okay. Yeah. All right. That adds Pretty straightforward. Um, now Eve, what about you? How do you interpret that situation through that lens of fear? Ooh, the same situation. So there's a man laughing and I feel scared. Um, well, I mean, I, I automatically go to some like s sinister, like super villain who's like laughing on a mountaintop and I'm like scared. Like I'm, I'm uh, concerned about his motivations. I'm um, yeah, he must be getting into something like Gotham City needs to watch out or something like that. I'm very worried. I'm very worried about all of this. Yeah, okay. totally changes it. It's very different from Jennifer. Okay, very October of you. All right. And if I were feeling scared, I would see it the same exact way. Now, imagine if I gave you the emotion jealous or sad. You know, we can pretty quickly begin oh. to shift our thinking to explain that emotion. And so I guess the point here is this, is that that label that we put on emotions changes how we interpret the world. And the, this is what this is about. The more we become aware of those emotions, the better we become at regulating them. And the better we are at regulating them, 
the less likely our emotions are to hijack our executive function and impair our ability to learn. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And in your example, and thanks so much for giving me scared. I'm still a little bit scared about that man laughing on the hill. Um, <laughs> I think it's it demonstrates the key role of emotions. And that's a form of communication from others. And it's information for ourselves. So that information about the man, you know, I was collecting it and based on feeling scared, that told me, it gave me information that was different than what Jennifer got because you were nicer to her and gave her the word happy. Um, and, and it makes me think about that uh, that quote. It's something like, don't believe everything you think, right? Like I have to tell myself that a whole lot. Um, and the idea is emotions, because it is such a powerful lens to interpret the world, we really can make the wrong interpretation sometimes. And we can put filters on like learning challenges and, oh, I'm not going to do well on this test or something. And in ways that it can shut down our ability um, to learn based on how we interpret a situation. So, so, you know, is it possible then that we can learn how to do this better? Um, yeah, no, I, I think so. Absolutely. And that, and that's definitely what the, the research would back up. I think that um, we can absolutely teach students how to become more self-aware of their emotions and they can use that as a way to self-regulate, certainly. Okay. And so regulating these emotions would then positively impact probably everything that's going on in their life, not just what they're doing in school. I would imagine. Yeah. When I think about this, you know, a research back strategy for helping here is um, validation. And so like if we validate someone's emotions in the moment, um, it can have a profound impact. So I think of a time that I was with a colleague of mine and I just casually said to her like, hey, are you running up by the front office? Because if she was, I was going to ask her to grab my mail out of the mailbox and she just turned and totally snapped at me and it caught me off guard and I started to feel defensive. And then I thought, wait, like that response did not measure what I had said. And so I stopped for a second and I was like, are you okay? Like, you don't seem like yourself today. And just by saying that she went from kind of a hostile, aggressive tone to getting teary eyed and sharing that. Um, her rent had been raised for her apartment. And so she knew she and her kids were going to have to move. And she was concerned about being homeless because she didn't have enough money to do first and last month's rent and a security deposit at a new apartment. And like, I could have totally escalated the situation if I'd come back at her snappy. But just because in that moment, thankfully, I validated how she was feeling, it diffused the situation. Wow. You know, she was so lucky to have a colleague like you in that moment um, to see yeah. that um, first and foremost. But as you're talking about that, it was making me think how useful that could be for educators who work with students as well. That could be really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's sort of the magic of it, isn't it? Like, so to your example about validating emotions, you know, Emotions are coming from a part of the brain that it's tied to threat and reward. And 
by you speaking to the threat that she was feeling, it's almost like it diffused it. It, it helped it to just kind of um, regulate. It allowed her to regulate it better in some ways and um, by just speaking to that. And so I do think that there are connections there to students, like you said, Kim. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an easy thing to do if you think about it. So like, I happen to get that one situation right, but there are plenty of times I haven't gotten it right. And I can think of times when a student was maybe being defiant and, you know, saying something like, please stop that, or um, you aren't making good choices right now, right? Which is kind of aggressive and coming at them, which puts them on the defensive. Um, but if I had said something like, um, it seems like something's really upsetting you, like, what's going on? Something like that, that would have validated their feelings in the moment and could have calmed the agitation or the anger that they were feeling. So it just kind of opens a door for teachers and students to connect at a different level and to help students really think about their emotions and their feelings and how those are manifesting. I love it. It's kind of like a superpower for changing the conversation. Yeah. And what you're also doing when you're speaking it to students is it's helping them to learn to regulate their emotions and build their emotions vocabulary. And we know that the better students are able to do this, the less likely it is that they will use those emotions to, you know, like those emotions are going to take over and they're going to be dysregulated because when emotions take over, it hijacks our emotional centers of our brain and it shuts down those executive functions that keep us, that are really the hub of our ability to learn, as we've talked about before. You know, when we have these conversations, I sometimes find myself like crying for some of my past students. And I think about, you know, those that I might've taken that problem on head on. And I wonder how many situations I might've escalated rather than de-escalated. And it makes me wonder um, if, you know, how much I contributed to unwittingly, you know, it was, it was sure. all from a good place. Um, but it does make me think about building emotion as just this powerful pathway um, to getting better results. And this whole thing about validating, it's so mm. simple. I just see it could just roll off my tongue. It's so easy to say, wow, you must be yeah. feeling frustrated or confused. Yeah. All right. Well, I wish we could continue this conversation, but we are out of time. Um, thanks for joining us today as we discussed emotion regulation and the role that it plays with executive function and academics. Please join us again in two weeks when we will be talking about values clarification. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast so you can join us for our future episodes. Mm -hmm.